The Fat Boy Show. Well, I hope you're enjoying your Friday morning with us here on your number one station, RX Radio. I certainly am feeling great, as is Olive, it would seem like. She looks uh, very uh, bright and chirpy today, but uh, when does she never look like that? She's always in a good mood. Uh, I wish I had your life, Olive. Whatever is going on in your life must be filling you with blessings and joy. Are you sure? Care you to really? share? <laughs> Are you sure you want to be in my shoes? <laughs> What's the secret? Careful what you wish for. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it's great being here. This uh, walk is very interesting. Being on the radio, you get to play nice music and have interesting conversations. What's not to like about that? But what about if you are a lawyer? Uh, being a lawyer ain't uh, so easy either. Everyone right now is talking about city lawyer Isaac Semakade, who uh, is a lawyer who has been going viral for the past couple of days following a televised debate between himself and legislator Mohammed Nserko who has apparently proposed a law to regulate freedoms of expression online. Now, in his defense of freedom of expression, Semakade said this to Mohammed Nserko. Take a listen. What our right to call you a fool and a dimwit, a stupid man who doesn't deserve our vote. That's our constitutional right. You, you, you don't have the right to As say vote, that I will now use parliamentary space and get MPs and tell them that, did you see what happened to me? Did you see how hard it was for me? to sail past the Bobby Brigade and come back to Parliament. Does anybody want it? Of course, everybody's going to say no. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Dimwit. Uh-huh. Wow, Mr. <laughs> Dimwit. You need to have a right to call anyone. Yeah. Well, that clip uh, went viral and got a lot of people excited, and it turned uh, Isaac uh, Semakade into a viral sensation on social media. Well, the debate on free speech and expression arose because of a letter by the Attorney General, Churyowa Chonukap, uh, a letter he wrote to the High Court in which he was seeking to find lawyer Male Mabirizi guilty of contempt of court. Why? Apparently because of his continuous social media attacks on judicial officers, despite a court order that was issued on the 27th of January, cautioning him to stop. Obviously, he didn't, which prompted a warrant for his arrest to be issued. Male Mabirizi was on Monday arrested and uh, will be serving now 18 months in jail uh, over contempt of court. Now, both Male Mabirizi and lawyer Isaac Semakade are accused of making statements on social media that are deemed to be a form of cyberbullying against judicial officers. On Tuesday, Isaac Semakade asked the Court of Appeals to temporarily release Male Mabirizi from prison pending the determination of his appeal challenging this 18-month sentence that was handed to him for contempt of court. He made the request when Mabirizi's application for stay of execution of the orders issued by the Civil Division High Court Judge Musa Sekana came up for hearing before Justice Christopher Izama Madrama. Now, during the hearing, the Attorney General's representative, Patricia Mutesi, objected to Mabirizi's application and advised him to apply for bail, saying that uh, he was found guilty of criminal contempt of court. <laughs> and in an interesting twist, she said that uh, when one is found guilty of contempt of court, the best remedy one can seek pending the appeal is bail and not a stay of execution. Ah, these uh, court hearings, they do tend to get dramatic, don't they? She continued to say that Mabirizi is already a convicted man and that his fate was sealed on Monday when he was sent to Kitalia prison, adding that his prayers have since been overtaken by events. Oh no. <laughs> she asked the courts to dismiss the application with costs and Justice Madrama has now fixed uh, February 25th uh, for to be the day in which he will deliver his uh, decision on the application. Uh, in the meantime, the Criminal Investigations Directorate has since also summoned Isaac Semakade to appear at uh, Chibuli 
on the 28th of February to record a statement for allegedly abusing Justice Sekana. Well, aside from being a fierce defender of human rights, Isaac Semakade is also the executive director of the non-profit organization Legal Brains for Trust. He joins us today on the Fat Boy Show. Hello, Isaac Semakade. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show. Hello, Fat Boy. I'm so excited to be on the Fat Boy Show. And we're excited to talk to you. You are quite the viral sensation, aren't you? And uh, you're not about to stop. <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> Somebody wants to stop pressing. Yeah, to stop reggae, but they won't. <laughs> and speaking of, I mean, uh, how long are you planning to grow your hair? Uh, it seems to be growing longer and longer, you know, with each day. Uh, what's the extent you want to take it? I'm amazed it's growing. I, <laughs> I completely don't look after it properly. I, I am not so hair literate, you know? You, you know, normally when people are stressed, their hair falls out, uh, but yours is growing longer. What's the Despite <laughs> the stress. Despite the stress. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I am under no stress. I think that's the answer. <laughs> and maybe I'm that... this time of my life. And you know, that would seem to be the case uh, in the viral video in which you were um, confronting uh, legislator Mohamed Nserko over his proposed law to regulate uh, free speech and expression. Essentially, like you went all out, like you just held no, you, know, you didn't pull your punches and you just let him know that as citizens, we have every right to call our leaders dimwits if we so choose. Oh yeah. Honorable Nserko has been um, sleepwalking for so long. He belongs to a large clan of sleep me to be woken up. Well, that uh, segment was very exciting. Olive, what did you think about that uh, exchange between uh, the Honorable Sereko and Isaac uh, Semakad? I found it um, <laughs> exciting. And uh, for the most part, uh, Muhammad Din Sereko really had no comeback <laughs> from that. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you think, though, that uh, wider public um, sort of missed out on the substance of the exchange, which was on the issue of free speech, and instead we're right now dwelling on the dramatic aspect of that uh, interaction. Um, do you think enough people are still paying attention to the dangers being posed to our freedom of expression, Isaac? Um, you're quite right. I think many people are unaware of the dangers of this law, but uh, they are also acutely aware of the of the intentions and motivations i guess that's why i wouldn't uh i wouldn't underestimate the accent we put to the dramatic you know the undressing of of Nseleko and those of his ilk was a very important public service <laughs> because honorable Nseleko presented the face of evil you know very debonair high-end suits and tie and uh, very insensitive to time and public resources. This was national television and he was offering monologues. People wanted specifics. People wanted specific provisions of the law he's bringing. Um, people wanted specific examples of incidents that are motivating it. And he was offering nothing except, you know, his prestige and eliteness. So, People are on on the whole. Uh, people are acutely aware of the danger that elites pose, and in celebrating uh, a rebel, there is a very important public conversation. I think many people felt represented. They felt heard. That's the feedback I'm getting. 
Well, uh, I don't know if he's your friend, but, uh, you know, social commentator Frank Gashumba came out and said that social media is full of terrorists. Uh, and uh, he supported, he, he voiced his support for such legislation to curtail the extent to which people can express themselves, especially if they are uh, insulting uh, people whether in authority or really just ordinary people that there is just uh, a way in which things have gotten out of control on social media and he believes that there should be some sort of regulation to uh, oversee that uh, what's your response do you think there should be any limit to how harshly or how obscenely one can address a member of the public on social media gash is a friend of mine a very good friend um i am also an advisor to his Abavandimwe council. So, but I I will talk to him in private, as we always do, and uh, correct him. I'm certain he was excited um, when he made those remarks. Perhaps he felt a need to offer some sort of balance. He likes to stand away from what he perceives to be Mm-hmm. A center, you know, he likes to have a, an out of box view, so he thinks that perhaps the general sentiment here is to oppose this law. Let me take this, you know, certain tree position, and I and I maintain the cash brand. Oh, uh, <laughs> you think that's what it is? I think that's what it is in the meantime. But he's also a very intelligent person. He's going to understand mm-hmm. two things. Number one, that uh, uh, he occupies this space in our public life thanks to social media had it not been for social media Mm. gash is the exact example of a citizen that is excluded by how ugandans order their social and political public life she comes from a minority uh an ethnic minority you know that that much is acutely aware of so So, he more than anyone should appreciate the importance of free speech and expression yes the the you know that uh, egalitarian factor the uh, the equalizing factor eh? social media is an equalizer it gives a man from the minority a voice identity that has no identity you know (laughs) he goes where the wind blows you think (laughs) Uh, maybe. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm speaking from at the fundamental level mm. when we speak of the tribes of Uganda. Oh, okay. He, he is not in the list in the constitution. So, which means he would be invisible. He is supposed to be invisible. He is supposed to be unheard and unseen. And But social media gives him as a, a, a distinct three position in our social life it allowed him to integrate it has given him multiple benefits because of that he has built a brand a resilient brand not just now, him but his daughter he's on TV, you know <laughs> yes he, yeah his, his daughter actually his uh, daughter has example. quite a has quite a following on social media yeah so i'm certain that that will see the dishonesty uh, uh, and the bankruptcy of this idea um I, I i love him so much uh he's one person who's quick to apologize when he makes a mistake that was a great mistake it was a gas uh one of those moments i i think to be respectful he wasn't called out for this hypocrisy 
All right. Well, uh, we look forward to you guys having that conversation. And if it can be an open one for all of us to listen in on it, that would be great. But uh, I guess for now, we'll have to wait and see, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the Criminal Investigations Directorate has uh, summoned you to appear at Chibuli Police Station on 28th of this month to record a statement for allegedly abusing Justice Sekana. And yes. now you have made a, a statement uh, sometime this week where you say that uh, Justice Sekana, if I may quote you, you said, Aina Kajanja, <laughs> he needs to mm-hmm. come down. Why do you mm-hmm. feel he needs to come down? And will you appear for the statement? Um, I've, I'm, I've, I'm, I've left the matter entirely in the hands of the Ghana Law Society. It is supposed to represent me, mm. uh, protect me, and assist me in all matters concerning my conditions of practice okay. as an attorney and in my public and social life when I come into conflict with the law. So they, they will assemble for me a legal team tomorrow, which will make the decision whether I will be going or not. I will consider my options tomorrow. But uh, I will not be silenced. I will not be bullied into silence. Now tell us, when um, when you look at the current political landscape, there are a number of outspoken uh, critics of the government who have taken to using rather extremely harsh language and sometimes impolite language in addressing uh, the, the ruling elite. And that would include people like Dr. Stella Nyanzi, people like uh, Kakwenza. Uh, and now uh, some might uh, count you as being part of that crop of uh, you know political critics uh, who are challenging the, the regime uh, and uh, hitting them where it hurts. Uh, it seems they are very thick-skinned and they don't take kindly to insults. And so this is why we might be seeing the kind of counter-reaction we are seeing. So that being said, doesn't this place you also at risk of facing similar repercussions? Uh, might we expect to see you uh, disappearing and uh, being whipped or something like that? Or and fleeing the country. Or fleeing the country? <laughs> you know, uh, um, it's, a, it's a tragedy, I believe, of our time that even this is worthwhile an idea you know throwing out there it's this is our country we're supposed to be defiant we're not even supposed to condone such a thought um i'm going to say two things about this one our views are not extreme Sarah's language is not extreme Kakenda's language is not extreme uh these we come from privileged spaces so the, the people that target us perpetuate a hegemony. They, you know, they are afraid because they themselves are occupying hegemonic space, hegemonic positions. They, they, they are afraid of another anthill, you know? I don't know how to put it more figuratively. Um, a, a person who steals tomatoes, uh, potatoes, and hides them in their home, you know, even when they know that they hurt and deprives neighbors of food and ecological balance and so on. He is afraid of of those of us who make the tomatoes available um, for the community to share and those of us who are going to take less, you know, those of us who are not hoarding tomatoes. So this, this, these people put extreme, I think the extremity comes from the response. But so many people are using this language. The difference is that they don't come from privilege. Uh, you talk about uh, 
Dr. Stella Nyanzi, multi PhD scholar, um, a, 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 literally a daughter of a prince, and so on and so forth. Um, Kakwenza comes from a landed, you know, religious community in Western Uganda, who, you know, and then these are things. So, Sema Kadaizak is, you know, a land lawyer and everything. Whoever puts much attention to people like us and what has an interest they want to blanket uh, social life cultural life in uganda show people that uh, there is there is no pinnacle for success you know oh it's very low and something but ugandans have diverse views um and we are so diverse we are so rich in our expression that it is difficult to stand out i and I tell you for sure, I am surprised that I'm standing out. I have been the same person uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I've been the same person. I've been this, I have been like fat boy, you know. <laughs> so the big question here is uh, yeah. if language. I, I, I just never had an audience, but, <laughs> but now you're a celeb. <laughs> I don't know about that. So, uh, Mr. Semakade, the big question here is uh, if language, like the language that uh, Dr. Stella Nyans uses when she is annoyed, or the language that Kakwenza has been using in his previous, uh, most recent posts, isn't a lot lost in translation? No, what? Uh, um, there are two concerns here. The first one is the legal concern. Mm-hmm. From a legal perspective, those who hold state authority have a duty which they don't like to be made aware of. They have a duty to refrain from imposing cultural, social, moral dogma on on people. We are a secular state. We, we have a secular constitutional democracy. So the yardstick for measuring appropriateness mm. of language and expression must be stripped. But uh, what would you say? Things, but, you know? uh, but, but Isaac, you see, there are a lot of people who share in your criticisms uh, of the government, of the regime, of the ruling elite, um, but may feel concerned that the manner in which these grievances are expressed in yes. these using obscene language, mm-hmm. it kind of colors the conversation where it, it gives room for your enemies to paint you as vagabonds who are obscene and whom fine people, you know, respectable people may feel shy to associate with. The answer to those people is that we don't want them. We don't like them. We went to school <laughs> with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are under, they are parents and achievers. They are leaders on society. Well, is there no room for like decorum them. in political discourse? We actually use this language to differentiate ourselves from those people. Those are uh, my clients, and you call them feminists in high heels. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so these are the posh to be intentional okay. about who is of Uganda and mm. for Uganda. Those people are white men and white women in black skins. Their desires, their their hopes and dreams have nothing of indigenous quality. Okay. Oh yeah, so this is the real semakade now. Yes. They can wrap themselves <laughs> up in gift boxes and live in their echo chambers. Mm. They should stop uh, imposing Victorian standards, brutish behavior 
you are not white you are not of foreign you know no don't uh, be our monitors don't just because we are your old boys your old girls you know the the tragedy of this country is that nobody has ever shown clearly the corruption of the mission school generation how corrupt are people who went to Udo and what have they done people who went to Kisubi these people who were trained in these schools that have provided you know wow yeah we hear you so so if it means this, yes it means- these people are waiting they are like uh, a bus that has lost direction <laughs> a generation that did go to those schools is achieving the very same things you have uh, obsessed with for so long they are beating you at it and the sooner you come down and understand that language does no harm but actions do harm mm. your actions are more harmful than the language of the ghetto okay. you all your lifestyle is 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 supported by taxes of the poor i practice legal aid because i could never never in my life come to terms with the idea that i have been on a government scholarship for all my adult life so for me that hit me mm. and i said I, i need to pay back i need to help these people who have made this possible but some people take these things for granted and then they they like to to police the people they exploit and exclude well i hope your lifestyles are back sooner than later but language is doing that quite well okay so uh, uh let's turn our attention to a lawyer and uh, i think he's a friend of yours malema virizi Yes. Yes, he was sent to Chitalia over offensive communication towards members of the judiciary and uh, which of course the same case you are supposed to make a statement for at uh, Chivuli. Now, I yes. understand there is no uh, specified sentence or a uh, charge. There is no specified sentence for contempt of court. So, do you think he will get the bail from Chitalia given that in the past months we've seen that getting bail from that prison has become something of an enigma thank you very much i'm receiving a call actually from court maybe there's a development regarding this very case but uh let me do some myth busting and stereotype busting right now my reason is not in jail for any other reason other than abuse of power tyrannical behavior by the judge judge yes and uh symptoms of unmitigated militarism repression and surveillance this used to be the preserve of the akakun within the executive it has now become the the, the whole method of doing government in uganda and it has eaten up the parliament now even judges are showing militant behavior repressive behavior and survey what is a judge what are legal actors doing online and, and why are they curating their images based on what we think of them in such a virtual space that is even potentially anonymous you know especially those who receive a public wage all right so i i guess um so from where you're standing and how you're looking at the situation how do you see this uh, matter resolving uh a very important national moment of confrontation 
has been given to us. We now have a battleground, we have a stage, we have cause, we have audience, we have you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> we are going to use we are going to back that judge, crush that judge. She will be nothing when we are done. We will be everything our parents wanted us dreamed of. Ah, but our moment has come. Now I'm worried about you. You might you might, you might end up what joining. The constitution meant when it said the goal of the constitution is transformation. We are going to show you the enemies so, of transformation. Who has kept us back? Who loses? Speaking when of that, the constitution becomes alive, they are going to be winners. They are going to be losers. <laughs> so speaking of the constitution, Jimmy Spire. St. Tongo uh, wrote an article recently and said that um, the constitution is now being used as a walking stick by the powerful for their own gain. <laughs> so, Jimmy are you saying that? Jimmy is wrong, but I do understand where it's coming from. Mm. The constitution is a powerful um, enemy of the rich and powerful. It's just that they have managed to blanket the elites to co opt them to turn them away from the force of the constitution to make them you know rent seekers in their own republic the constitution is the thing that was supposed to make all of us equal free and prosperous in our country does it still count though now it is it still does because they may change whatever they want but there are certain aspects of the constitution which you can't take away without you losing democratic credentials mm -hmm. and until you take away the last pillar of the of, of, of democracy the human rights the element of rule of law there's no way you can do it with it so what they are doing is they're creating a culture and you, you have a lot of uh, Praise singers and get keepers and uh, and crumble eaters that are interested in uh, a system of governance, a system of life, a system of arranging our affairs that is unconstitutional. Uh, but for how long? You know, for how long can you can you be second rate even in the NRM? Well, it looks like the, the walk to freedom is going to be a long one and people like you are at the forefront of it. Uh... Isaac Semakade, we wish you luck uh, in that endeavor. Uh, my final question to you would be, should we be surprised if you flee the country one day <laughs> and join some of your comrades uh, in places like Germany from where you will continue with your activism? Yeah, it should come as a great surprise because, look, I have been the very best. I come from a long line of merchants. My parents, great-grandparents, they traveled wide. Um... At university, I went to 17 schools before I graduated, and I studied in Makerere, 17 countries, sorry, and I studied in Makerere. But somehow, after university, I said, I'm sticking here, and I'm going to the trenches. I, I quit a job at Worker's House to go and live in Singo, Chiliadongo. Huh? Wow, true son of the soil. And I started to become a poverty lawyer. So. There's nothing for me in the global world. So actually, nothing fascinates me there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. All I want is to be, you know, here. So. Okay. Well, that's they that's have to good. Kill me. Yeah. I, I would rather die than live a lie. Wow. So your hair is a sign of rebellion. 
That's no, my, my last question. Evolution, I think. Okay. The sign of coming into into your body, into your. Yes, and as Isaac said, the white man should not define how we as Africans express ourselves, right? And yeah, it's, 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 it's more redemption than rebellion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. He's a free man inside and out. I like that, Isaac Semakade. Thank you so much for speaking to us on the Fat Boy Show. Uh, we wish you luck with your uh, legal proceedings. And uh, I think I look forward to a time where all citizens of the country of different political stripes can sit down and have a f- open and uh, you know calm conversation about issues of importance and uh, maybe um those who uh, need to listen will listen without uh, you know pushing people into expressing themselves uh using harsher terms and harsher language which kind of in my opinion that, kind of uh afraid that we are weaponizing language mm. to take away their meal cuts we shall not stop <laughs> all right thank you so much isaac Semakade, for speaking to us on the fat boy show have a wonderful day thank you very much Great music right here on RX Radio.